to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, here we are again on the road. Lauren Fix is still in Pasadena doing the World Car of the Year Award uh, test drives, and Carl is in LA getting ready for the LA Auto Show. I'm here in Encinitas in a near San Diego, like about an hour north of San Diego, I believe, depending on traffic, obviously, in California. <laughs> it can be more. <laughs> um, 30 miles an hour. 30 miles, yeah. So I'm here with uh, Mike Tripp, who is Vice President of Vehicle Marketing and Communications at Toyota North America. Thank you, Mike, for having us here. Javier, always a pleasure to be with you guys. Uh, so I'm excited to be here. Thanks for yeah. coming and hanging out with us. And we have Wayne Greatis here. Uh, and I always love when I come to events where there's people who know more about everything and that's always the case but in your case Wayne oh, you know a lot more about electric cars and everything because you've been pushing it for a long time right yeah and I am um, anytime that somebody's in a uh, alternative fuel vehicle where there's a hybrid uh, plug-in hybrid a fuel cell or a battery electric I'm actually giddy to see it on the road it uh, it's it's the way the future and that future is now as, yeah. you, as we all know so Mike we had a uh, like about a 45 minute uh, presentation this morning about the electrification plans for Toyota and then a Q&A Q- question and answer session that was supposed to be half an hour and went like an hour and that tells you <laughs> yeah, yeah. that tells you something I think one like there's a lot of interest there's a lot of topics that that have to be discussed and so it's not an easy topic yet because as I mean I'm going to let you explain a little bit about it because from the consumer side, from the infrastructure side, from the company, the manufacturers, there's a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about. And yeah, I love the engagement from the audience that we have here. I mean, ultimately, the good news is where everybody is aligned across all OEMs is moving towards a carbon neutral future and eliminating greenhouse gases. So I think the good news is there's alignment. There's varying levels of commitments on dates and time. And I think the biggest question right now, as we said earlier today, is how and and really the tactics by which you're going to move towards carbon neutrality. And so uh, I think a lot of the questions were really about that, uh, the balance between zero emissions vehicles, in our case, uh, fuel cell, uh, as well as electric, and then also where we believe there's still a big market, uh, which is the low emissions vehicles, and for us is hybrid and plug-in hybrid. Yeah. So, and Wayne, from going from that very complicated scenario of all these uh, topics to the consumers themselves, yeah, that's the other, uh, probably that's the most difficult one that has to be it has to be because, I mean, Toyota has the Prius since 1997 in Japan and then like 2000. 2000 here, yeah, just before. But still, I mean, according to the information that was shared this morning, a lot of people have zero idea, not zero, but very little idea of how this is going to happen or yeah, is happening. Well, the, the good thing is, is they do know miles per gallon. And, <laughs> you know, Toyota offers a hybrid lineup yeah. from the bottom to the top now, even their uh, Tundra. The tundra than your Tundra. Now, yeah, Amazing. so you got all the way from the, you know, the Tundra down to the Prius, Prius Prime plug-in. And the consumer knows with gas prices what they are today. It's not, this isn't the first time we've been here. I mean, July 2008 and back in 2014, and here we are again. And Toyota offers a choice from the top to bottom. And, of course, I'm a big fan. I own a ton of them. Um, and there's a reason for that. I mean, I'm yeah. not just conservative, but uh, you want the re- Toyota reliability, but you also want that Toyota fuel economy from their hybrids. Exactly. But why do you think that the consumers are not very aware of how the electric cars work? What's a plug-in hybrid? What's a hybrid? What's fuel cells? Why, why do you think it's that? Well, I, th- I think too much is coming at them at too fast. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> you know, we, we all have known about the hybrid 
for a while. And yes, some consumers don't understand that you don't need to plug them in or anything. But with fuel cells coming in and plug-in hybrids and battery electrics, I think the, the average consumer, they would just want to get in and enjoy their drive, go to back and forth to work. They don't want to get into the, the details. Every manufacturer is attempting to create that education. Yeah. And Toyota's right there at the forefront. They've got pages and pages of it. And with that, I think it's only a matter of time before somebody says, you know, I've, I've driven a gas engine car for 20, 30, 40 years, and I'm gonna move to this thing called a hybrid or a plug-in hybrid or electric. And once they do, yeah. that switch is thrown. They know it all from there on in. And that's a really good point. And I'm gonna switch back to you, Mike. And I think what you were saying about all the information, the website, the videos and all that, and I believe that even though that's great, there's nothing like what Wayne just said, like people have to experience it because it's completely different. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. There's an old adage that says, tell me and I'll forget, show me and I may remember, involve me and I will understand. Yeah. And I think the key is involving consumers in the experience toward electrification, which starts with us with our 11 models, which are hybrids, and then moves on for fuel cell, electric vehicle, and of course, plug-in. But Javier, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's interesting because you can research and you can try to understand, but the reality is until you get in and you realize that you can get an electrified vehicle today and not compromise power, performance, distance that you drive, starting with hybrids. And then if you're all in on EV, we have the great new you know, BZ4X, which we're revealing here, which gives you an electric pure BEV solution if you have the infrastructure and the consistent driving range day-to-day uh, -day that you think an EV is right for you. So we're excited about the portfolio approach to electrification, and I couldn't agree more. The best way to get involved and understand electrification is to get behind the wheel. Yeah, so this first fully electric car from Toyota is going to be available when and what are more or less the details that you can share for now? Yeah, so you know semantics, it's our third, right? We had two RAVs before that were EVs, but maybe a well, little early. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the first that we think we're timing the market right. So uh, the BZ4X will be available next year on dealer lots uh, sometime around mid-year and uh, more excited. Again, it's uh, EV that will offer 250 miles of range, comes with the Toyota quality, dependability, reliability. It's an SUV that offers all-wheel yeah. drive, which we think is less about an EV and more about being in the sweet spot of where the auto industry and the consumer mindset is market-wise right now. So Wayne, uh, you are a Guinness holder, a yeah. Guinness record holder Multiple. several times. Congratulations. Multiples. <laughs> I know. So obviously you have taken advantage of the technology better than anyone else, I'm, oh. I'm gonna say. So in a couple minutes, I, I guess, can you explain? I mean, nobody's gonna drive like you, right? No. Like no, no, no normal consumers. <laughs> well, First, okay, I'll just okay. Let's start from there. No, we're Wait. not gonna stop there because I'm no, gonna just tell no, you. No, I just crossed the country. I made it uh, 1,450 miles in 20 hours in a Porsche Taycan. Oh wow! Okay. So there's both sides. There's of difference. It. Okay. Okay. That's why, as that's I why said, you look so tired today. Yeah. yeah. As I said, nobody's gonna drive like you. No. Either way, like yeah. really fast or really slow. Yeah. So we're good. So let's start uh, from the really slow. How do you accomplish those records? Like you, tell us the one that you did with the Mirai first. Sure. The Mirai is was rated at 400, just over 400 miles range for EPA rating, and I was approached by Toyota. Um, what can you do with this? Because and this uh, is hydrogen fuel cell. Hydrogen fuel cell. It is an electric vehicle. I know, it's just but a like different it's powered propeller. by it. Yeah. And with that, um, I saw that the Europeans had set a record at 625, 625 miles or so. The Japanese had set it around 660 or so. And I'm looking at these numbers. I'm like, I've been in this car. This goes a lot farther <laughs> than that. And uh, one, of the, one of the Toyota reps got a hold of me and says, what can you do with it? I says, we'll 
get into the 700s. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, okay, let's do this. So with, you know, I, I plan everything to the last last knit. There is nothing course, that gets by course, me. If yeah. it's wind, if it's traffic conditions, it's day of, it's time of day, hours of where we'll be at a certain point. And Guinness threw a little curveball at us saying, look, you have to do 472 mile loop. You can't just drive around in a loop you want to design. Yeah. And I had already had one. And so I'm like, okay, so Santa Barbara to the U.S. New Mexico or U.S. Mexico border and San Ysidro on the uh, on the five and the 101, and that created a 472 mile loop. They're satisfied with that. After that, I just started looping in smaller and smaller okay. radiuses until we got really close to the end, and then I started circling the neighborhood right around the refueling station. And I don't know if you want or like can reveal the details of the actual driving. How slow were you doing? Like um, we no average, AC, no windows. What? Yeah, there's no AC, of course, but we're we're in Southern California along the coast, so it's it's really not necessary. Um, we average 40 miles per hour. Oh, not bad. Okay, that's not bad for going through what we call the 405. Yeah. The 405 here in, in Southern California is infamous for being the most congested highway in, the, in America. I know. I noticed it and, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, when you say 405, that means four or five miles exactly. per hour. Yeah. Okay. So, you were doing 40. You were doing great. <laughs> I did great with the average, but uh, going through there, you can never average 40 miles yeah. per hour through there. Um, once the loop was over, day two was just to finish off, and then Guinness was there to do the adjudication, and it ended up at 800, 845 miles. So we put a bar that it's going to be hard to reach. Not that it's impossible. Somebody yeah. will break it eventually. That's what world records are for. But it was impressive because the other part of the hydrogen fuel cell uh, program is that I didn't have to wait to charge for 30 minutes or an hour and a half or anything. Five minutes later, it was ready to go another 845 miles, and that's that's the miracle of hydrogen. Is yeah. you just fill and it goes, and it's something that I, I hope that that infrastructure can be built out to the rest of the country because you're basically the Mirai, the second gen Mirai is a Lexus LS. I know. And it, some places in California, just recently, we had 25,000 on rebate. We got 15,000 of free fuel. You got 10,000 Fed and state tax credits. It's essentially free. I know. Don't, but, tell, don't tell that to Mike because <laughs> no, he's going to... darn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm the like... Toyota guy. Don't tell the Lexus. <laughs> guys what you just said either <laughs> no i mean that, that's the thing the cars are fantastic that technology is amazing the infrastructure is there but not really there for everybody so tell us a little bit about that uh, the plan with hydrogen because you've been working with it for like decades now right yes javier as you know it's one of multiple solutions we think help us get us get us towards zero uh, zero emissions along with electric, uh, you know, BEV. So, yeah, we've been investing in hydrogen as a possible solution for a long time. We now have it, as as you guys know, in Mirai, second generation Mirai, which is a fantastic vehicle. And currently, there's infrastructure including hydrogen availability, primarily based in Southern California and Northern California, so really the state of California. And we expect over the next several years to see expansion up to the Pacific Northwest of hydrogen as well as the East Coast. And as that becomes available, we believe there's a market there. So the infrastructure has to lead. We've learned that through our experience. But I also think it bodes, you know, interesting comments and questions about infrastructure when it comes to electric as well, because that's really the key enabler of any zero emission uh, vehicle today is making sure that the infrastructure is available and that it's readily available for consumers so they don't have to compromise where and how they yeah. get the state of charge or the hydrogen so that they can live their normal life. So Wayne, there's, I mean, obviously, again, nobody's going to do your records or maybe no, not the regular consumer, but people still have range anxiety, even though they have not even driving the car, have mm -hmm. not like know where stations are. They mm -hmm. have not investigated how to, to install a charging station at home. I have a neighbor 
across the street. She has an Acura right now. Mm -hmm. She's looking for an electric, and she says, like, I cannot get it because 200 miles is too little. Like, so how much do you drive a day? 20 miles. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's your problem. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, what, what can we do to explain to people, like, you don't need that much. I, the only way that I have explained it somehow maybe very poorly, but let's say, like, you buy a new phone, and you buy, like, Seven, six, 64 gigabytes of memory. You never put anything in it, right? right? You never What's the point, it. right? <laughs> but so you got to get the latest and greatest, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, the good thing about, uh, and, and again, it's Toyota offers everything. And I own a Prius Prime and I own yeah, a, I know. And a Prius plug-in as well, the previous gen. Um, you have the opportunity now with the RAV4 Prime, which is the plug-in Prime. It's, it's over 40 miles all electric yeah. range. And you fill it up with gas. And I, I, I've taken that all over, um, all the way to Northern California and back. And when you run out of charge, you just keep driving. You fill yeah. up at a gas station, you stop overnight, you refill it, and then you have 40 plus miles of range. That's, that's the real enabler here is we're looking for carbon neutrality as a future. Low carbon um, transportation is here today and Toyota's offering that. And with the plugins in particular, and that's um, uh, they're near and dear to my heart, the plugins and hybrids in some cases actually have a lower carbon footprint than the yeah. better electrics. So don't rule those out. And in my experience, if, if you just want to step into the electrified world, you have hybrids and, and plug-in hybrids where you can install a, uh, a 240 volt charger in your home for less than a thousand. I installed my own yeah. and I'm at 40 amps. So I, I can go up to you know 9.6 kilowatts, which is above most charging of the plugins anyways. You don't have to do it yourself, but for a thousand dollars, you can have it in there and it's going to be in there for the rest of your life. And you will charge off of that thing for whatever your future vehicle is. Yeah. Because overnight you can charge enough to get you know hundreds of miles. Just yeah, more than enough than uh, yeah. the average uh, need for mm -hmm. for daily driving. So, Mike, to finish a little bit, tell us about like the plans for Toyota. I think there's a plan for 2030 for like I don't know, like 80 some yeah. new cars, and then 2050 zero carbon neutrality. Yeah, listen, we're super excited about the heritage and the history we have in the electrified vehicle space. We've put 18 million vehicles on the road globally over the last 20 years that help solve the move towards carbon neutrality. And when you look at, you know, Javier, we're not a company that beats our chest and makes promises. We like to say, okay, what have we done? And, and you can believe in us because of the history we have in this space. With that being said, we've made a very firm statement that by 2030, we will have 80% of our global sales with an electrified powertrain. 80%, and if you look at the, the volume we have, that's roughly 10 million vehicles a year, which means, right, which means 8 million vehicles in 2030 will be an electrified portfolio. 2 million, we believe, will be battery electric. So wow. we'll continue to offer hybrid, plug-in hybrid, battery electric, and then we'll expand fuel cell as it makes sense. So, you know, that's our commitment. But most importantly today, you don't have to wait to participate in the electrified vehicle market. And you don't have to wait to be part of the movement towards carbon neutrality because we offer models today, 11 hybrids, a new EV that's coming to market next year and the Mariah as we talked about here in Southern California. So my recommendation is if you're not familiar, if you don't know, get into one of our vehicles, drive it. And we, we believe what you'll see is there's no compromises. We have a vehicle for you based on what you need in your market. And for people who still want an ICE car, you still have the, hey, the Supra, hey, the, hey, the GR86. Hey, listen, listen we, make some, we make some other vehicles that are internal combustion engine. And we said by 2025, most, most of our lineup will have an electrified solution. 
we also believe that there's an opportunity for fun to drive cars. We were at the GR86 yeah. event, more miles for the smile with that car, Supra. A and, lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and, and listen, but the good news is we also see where this technology that we're talking about has a place in performance vehicles, so we're going to bring that to market as well. And again, Formula One uses hybrid, so <laughs> don't be fooled by that. So, Wayne, uh, congratulations again on your new record. Yeah. And uh, I remember like 10 years, well, I remember exactly when it was. Right before the Dieselgate, we were going to do something really cool and oh, yeah. got canceled because of that. Hey, things like that happen, and, yeah. and that's fine, but there are solutions that are even much cleaner today. Yeah, okay. So we'll, maybe the next time you try something around there, I'll, I'll give you a know. call. <laughs> okay. okay, thank you. Well, thank you very much, Mike. Thank you very much, Wayne, and uh, thank you for all the information. And again, like, get and do a test drive on an electric car, if it is hybrid, plug-in hybrid, electric, fuel cell. You have to experience it to know what it is. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at totalcarscore.com.